what's up everybody welcome back to baseball connection so let's just do a nice little recap of the big things that happened to close out the weekend the first thing i want to discuss is how the reds have had a nice little rebound here they got off to a really rough start this season now all of a sudden they got hot but they had an interesting game where they lost on sunday despite throwing a no hitter it's not going to count as a no hitter but they gave up no hits and they lost to the Pirates 1-0. This is the sixth time a team has allowed no hits and lost. Bittersweet. This was led, Hunter Green led the charge. He worked seven and a third no-hit innings with five walks and nine strikeouts. He threw a total of 118 pitches. That's the most anyone's thrown in the majors this season. And he gave up no hits. And, you know, after some fatigue, Set in during the eighth inning. He retired the leadoff batter before issuing back-to-back walks. Then there was a pitching change. Reliever Art Warren came in. Then he walked the first batter. Ben Gamble outs. Bases loaded. All due to walks. And then they got what would have been an inning-ending double play. But then on that ground ball to second base, it was bobbled. And they could only get one out at second base. And then the Pirates scored the game's only run on that play. That was it. That's how the Pirates scored. And the Reds gave up no hits, but hey, sometimes, you know, that's just the way it goes. You're, you get no run support and, and, and you lose. But you're seeing Hunter Green kind of ascend a little bit here. You know, this is why he was the Reds' top prospect. He's been one of baseball's top prospects. He was the number two overall pick in the 2017 draft. He could have been number one, really based on the signing bonus they gave him, was larger than anyone else's. His fastball velo was up. It averaged, he averaged 99 miles an hour with his fastball. He topped out at 101. And just like in his previous outing versus Milwaukee, his slider was his out pitch. That's what really devastated hitters. He threw 65 sliders compared to 51 fastballs. And definitely threw a lot more of them in the later innings. All but two of his strikeouts came through his slider so that's that's his out pitch that's what he's really working with right now but hunter green first reds rookie to take a no hitter through seven since travis wood carried a perfect game into the ninth on july 10 2010 but yeah the reds have bounced back a little bit um you know i mean they're still not uh doing a whole lot they're still nine and 26 but it's a lot better than what they started with when they started with just two wins or something but Taking a step in the right direction, of course, it's still going to be a, a long time before they can, they can even get close to 500, but you just take it one game at a time if you're them. That's the best you can do. Let's move to the Sunday Night, Base, Sunday Night Baseball game, which was the Cardinals and, who was it? Sorry, it was, yeah, the Cardinals and Giants. I was watching this game, just blanked out for a second. Cardinals beat up on them 15-6, to six, and it was kind of the elder statesman that that kind of led St. Louis here. You know, home run from Yadi Molina early. You know, Pujols had a good night at the dish. You had Wainwright on the mound who threw really well. You know, Wainwright and Molina became the winningest starting battery in history. You know, during Wainwright's last start, they tied the record. Now they're all alone with 203 victories. And... Yeah, that's, that's, that's big stuff. So you got to see something, or if you didn't watch it, 
you could still get to see something no one has ever seen before, and that is Albert Pujols pitching. It was a blowout game in the ninth inning, and they brought in Pujols to pitch for the first time in his storied career. And yeah, he was just—I mean, he gave up—he gave up two homers, but it was just a feel-good night for St. Louis. They were just having fun out there. I mean, it was fifteen to two, and then yeah, they took—they they gave Pujols the ball at the end there. They ended up winning by a score of fifteen to six. But yeah, that's that's just a fun little clip, video clip that we're gonna see. Kind of goes up there with when we got to see Ichiro pitch one time, and I mean, Pujols was just was kind of just lobbing it up there, just tossing it up there, not really doing too much. But some of the hitters took advantage, and two of them homered off of him. So big win for the Cardinals, and they do their thing. I mean, they. I mean, this was a bit of a surprise when they jumped all over Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon started for the Giants, and that's, you know, that's someone who's been very effective this year. But he wasn't fooling anyone in that Cardinals lineup. He had eight earned runs in three two thirds. They just jumped all over him. And what I noticed when I was watching is they were just jumping all over his fastball. Wait, another person who homered was was uh, Goldschmidt, who homered in the first inning off of Rodon. So Goldschmidt and Molina went deep. And then Jock Peterson went deep off of Wainwright in that game. So, yeah, that's that game from St. Louis. Moving on. Nestor Cortez does his thing. So we saw him flirt with a no-hitter in his last start, and now his latest gem has put him on top of the American League leaderboard in ERA. So prior to Sunday game, Sunday's game, neither Nestor Cortez or Michael Kopech ranked among the official league leaders in ERA because they hadn't pitched enough innings. They didn't qualify. But now you're seeing that. Nestor Cortez and Kopech have both reached eligibility requirements they had a they had a duel. They they both pitched. It was White Sox versus Yankees. Five one win for the Yankees. Cortez threw another near flawless game. I mean, it was a career high eight innings, allowing just three hits, one run, seven strikeouts. They call him Nasty Nestor Cortez. If you look at Cortez's numbers since he made his debut last season on May thirtieth, twenty twenty one. He's pitched 133 innings with a 2.44 ERA. His ERA is the lowest in the AL and third lowest in the majors during that span since a calendar year ago. He's been one of the best pitchers in the game going up since he, he was called up to the big leagues. And it's, it's worth noting, absolutely worth noting. He is the Yankees' best pitcher right now, believe it or not. He leans on his cutter. That's what he did on Sunday. He threw his cutter 39% of the time. But his ability to mix his cutter to off speed while locating it perfectly is what helps him you know he threw a slider 20 times placed that well all afternoon Yankees win this game comfortably score a 5-1 over the White Sox let's head to Oakland where the Angels Angels played the, the athletics and you know Patrick Sandoval has been another pitcher who's been really good this year he turned in yet another strong outing against Oakland on Sunday. So going into the game, he was one and one with a 2.02 ERA. He grinded his way through six and third innings, allowing one run on four hits. And the Angels won this game 4-1. Patrick Sandoval has been really good. Shohei Otani hit a two-run homer. He's been on a tear recently. You know, just the other day, Otani hit what was his 100th 
career home run already. It's kind of crazy to think that he's already at 100. But I guess that's what happens when you hit almost 50. Actually, hit like 48, right? Or 46 or whatever he hit. So, um, yeah, Otani's at 101 now. He's getting in his groove at the plate, and the Angels continue to roll. Taylor Ward continues to mash. I did see some, uh, you know, some some great outings from him over the weekend. Taylor Ward continued to stay hot, two for five, with a triple on Sunday. He's hitting 385 with a 1247 OPS on the year, and Mike Trout is also doing his thing. So, big stuff going on in Anaheim, and they're taking advantage of it. You know, the guys top of their lineup are hitting. The pitchers, that, that's what's been the story, though. It's the pitching coming from the Angel starters that has been really good. But Patrick Sandoval continued his dominant year. Last but not least, let's head to Los Angeles, where Gavin Lux led them to victory. I mean, he redeemed an early error with his first walk-off hit. So, yeah, Gavin Lux... In the bottom of the ninth, finished off the rally that Cody Bellinger started. He drilled a double to the right field corner. That scored Bellinger and Chris Taylor. And the Dodgers won over the Phillies 5-4 in L.A. And, yeah, I mean, he's going to take that. It doesn't really matter if you make an early error. If you make up for it with with a walk-off win like that, everyone's going to forget about it. And we did see Michael Grove's Major League debut. This was Dodgers' number 23 prospect. He was the starter in this game. He posted three and two-thirds innings with three strikeouts, and he threw a lot of fastballs. He settled in quickly despite some early jitters, but um, he's able to get that behind him. This is someone else that the Dodgers are going to lean on. We'll see, because now that Kershaw is on the IL, they're going to need to find innings somewhere, and it looks like they're doing it from the farm system. So that's the final from Dodger Stadium. Dodgers beat the Phillies after a good series. It was a really good series over the weekend, but a 5-4 victory over Philadelphia, and that's that. So that's going to do for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.